Good evening. Welcome to Left, Right and Center. I'm Vishnu Shom on the program tonight. After statewide panic among migrant workers in Tamil Nadu after fake reports of attacks on them, the Bihar police have arrested a man for these fake videos which were widely circulated. The police say a report of a Bihar migrant allegedly being killed and hung in Tamil Nadu was a suicide case made to look like a murder and it was an old case. On a video which showed some Bihari migrants being beaten, the police say this was from Bihar and Jharkhand somewhere there and had nothing to do with Tamil Nadu at all and that this was being shared deliberately to sway the public with propaganda. At the moment, large numbers of Bihari migrants in Tamil Nadu continue to leave the state but for holy celebrations. And there is hope that they will return. As many as 30,000 migrant workers are based in the Tirupur district alone, more than one lakh are residents of Tamil Nadu. Political forces clearly took advantage of the confusion with the Tamil Nadu BJP hitting out at the ruling DMK. The Cybercrime Division in Tamil Nadu has booked the BJP state chief under sections of inciting violence and promoting enmity. We'll be looking at how rumours, fake news and politics have ended up creating a real mess. That's our first debate this evening. Next on the show at half past the hour, a very special NDTV programme. For years, it's been a struggle for women to rise in the armed forces. Despite what they sought, they were restricted to short service commission. But after landmark judgments in the Supreme Court, the road has been paved for women to rise to the highest ranks in the army. Substantive rules that require skill, leadership and courage. On this special program, I'll be joined by five Indian Army officers from across the world. Eastern Ladakh, the Siachen Glacier, Uttarakhand, Kashmir and the Congo in Africa. All exceptional officers who defend our India day in and day out. You don't want to miss that special program. But joining us now, a very special guest, Dr. Sailendra Babu, the Director General of Police of Tamil Nadu, on all of these rumours which have been doing the rounds uh, in the state, which have resulted in chaos among migrants from Bihar. Thanks very much, sir, for sparing some time. Do you believe that there was a conspiracy which was involved here? That we will only come to know at the end of the investigation. We have registered 10 cases against those people who have created this video and posted it and this has caused serious uh, confusion and uh, anger and also um, panic uh, here. The uh, special teams are constituted to investigate into these points. Uh, therefore, at the end of the investigation, we'll come to know if there is a conspiracy behind this. And so the reason I asked about whether, you know, there was a conspiracy is because apparently one of the old, uh, one of the videos being shared is of a suicide, but this was an old incident made to be sort of looked alike to appear as a murder. There was another one of violence, uh, but it was in Bihar uh, and in Jharkhand. It wasn't in Tamil Nadu at all. Yeah, see, the most important two videos were, which actually caused serious concern, where they are showing that these two videos were attack of the Bihari workplace by the people of Tamil Nadu. One of the, one of the videos where was an attack among the workers of Bihar and Jharkhand. It has nothing to do with the people of Tamil Nadu. The other video was an attack on a group of people by another group, both from the city of Time to local residents. They are all Tamil people. They also nothing to do with Bihar. There are six other videos posted by one person. None of these videos were taken from Tamil Nadu and none of them 
to do with anything with people coming on there. Uh, so there is other report which says that the 12 people are murdered in Tamil Nadu. It is divided up fact. There is no truth at all in this. We don't know who are these people, why it just happened. We do not know. They also say the people's hands are being chopped uh, and tortured. No such report. Nothing has happened here. Dr. Babu, why has action been taken against the state BJP chief? So there's a complaint and based on the legal opinion, the case is registered. But what specifically was the concern? No, it's it's only a report. Any report of uh, Commission of a Cognizant Offense of Police had to register a case. And there's, there's also based on the legal opinion whether the crime is made out. Only the investigation will tell what really is about this case. Dr. Babu, are political leaders causing confusion? Have they caused confusion resulting in this mess on the ground? I have no comments on that. Sir, uh, the larger issue is, of course, of the circulation of fake news. How has fake news in this case, and this is something that affects not just Tamil Nadu, but you know across the country, how has it added to mass confusion? Fake videos, rumors, as everybody knows, can cause real havoc. You would have seen in many parts of India when information was that the children are being kidnapped, even very innocent villages, very good people, were found attacking innocent people on the road and killing them. So knowing that is a false video, false information, and creating it in such a way to incite violence is a serious offense, as with Indian Penal Code. It can really cause a big havoc. But thankfully, the Tamil Nadu police have risen up to the occasion. From the very beginning, we have been countering this fake video saying that they are not true, they are fake, and this has not happened in Tamil Nadu. I myself have given a video and shared it with the Bihar police chief. I have talked to the Bihar police chief, and here in all of our social media handles, for every tweet, we have been giving a reply, a comment, and also we have been countering such narrative. So as a result of that, uh, the, the people of um, other states who are working here, it can be North India, it can be North East India, it can be a foreign country. So they are given assurance and they understood that there is no truth in this video and they have started going to the work. All right, uh, Dr. Babu, Director General of Police of Tamil Nadu, thank you very much, sir, for being with us. We are now joined by Kalyan Raman, in charge of the intellectual cell of the BJP in Tamil Nadu, uh, Manuraj Sundaram, spokesperson of the DMK, uh, Dr. Naval Kishore, national spokesperson of the RJD, and Apsara Reddy, the spokesperson of the AIA DMK. Uh, Mr. Kalyan Raman, one of the arrests, or, or rather one of the charges which have been, uh, uh, not arrests, but one of the charges which have been leveled is against your state BJP chief. Um, was he spreading or adding fuel to the fire? We'll come back to you in a moment. The line is a bit unclear. We'll come back to you in a moment. Manuraj Sundaram, is that what really the problem was? That this ended up being a, a political slugfest on an issue which was something which we see over and over again in India, fake videos. Well, it is a little bit more concerted and serious than that, Vishnu. Uh, it is what I would describe as a malicious disinformation campaign over the last five days. Of course, inciting hatred, communal fanning communal tension, uh, and other sort of fake news factory uh, outcomes we have seen in our country, unfortunately, in the recent past. 
But in this particular issue, they have been on overdrive. Don't take my word for it. Uh, please ask your viewers uh, to go to a fact check website like Alt News yeah, no, and, Alt and News look has at called it out. how they have. They've said it's completely fake. Uh, I, I exactly. think that 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 goes without, uh, you know, so that's not in dispute per se. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this. You know, I asked the director general of police whether there was a conspiracy. And, you know, he said, look, there has to be an investigation before we do that. What is your view? And I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, as, as a police officer, he is guarded about what sure, he can sure, say and, sure. and the investigation. But but my, my view is this. Um, and if you'll give me one minute, please. Uh, a lot of this is a, like I said, a concerted misinformation campaign. There are two reasons for it. Reason number one, Tamil Nadu has been ranked as the most urbanized state and it has one of the largest manufacturing sector, which provides employment and livelihood to millions. Nearly, uh, Vishnu, last week, there was a report which said 50% of Indian women working in factories anywhere are working in Tamil Nadu. Tamil Nadu has also recorded some of the highest foreign direct investment of late. There is, of course... You know, a lot of envy in those who claimed the Gujarat model model and have been subsequently exposed by the Hindenburg report that this Tamil Nadu growth or inclusive development model has irked them. But secondly, and more importantly, also, Vishnu, there is a political angle at play. On the 1st of March, if you remember, less than five days ago, the Tamil Nadu chief minister shared the dais with a number of other leaders. And one of them was the deputy chief minister of Bihar. Now, after Mr. Tejasvi Yadav and after his uh, coming to Chennai, suddenly there is a concern amongst, you know, these fake news factories about the welfare and security of migrant laborers. I can assure you the director general of police, as he said, there is they've put out videos, they've taken out a number of measures, including setting up a dedicated helpline. You know, if there is a true claim, they will look into it as they would for any other person living in Tamil Nadu. But these are nothing but malicious, distorted, concocted, fabricated, fake news factory propelled uh, stories. So I, I hope that we can put them to rest. Like I said, there are two motivations. One, the problem that they have that the Tamil Nadu model is doing better. And secondly, that they see this political alignment between various entities against the Bharatiya Janta Party, especially, okay. you know, by the DMK and the RJD amongst them. We'll get the, uh, we'll get the BJP to respond in a moment. But Apsara Reddy, spokesperson of the AIA DMK, do you believe that this is an effort to, um, uh, to, to target Tamil Nadu for the growth that we see over there, that these fake videos are being done deliberately to spread fear and to cast dispersions on the success of the state economically? See, uh, first of all, I think we need to call out fake uh, videos and all this kind of panic mongering. Whoever it is, I think actually, I think DJ, DGP was very right in saying whatever case is registered will be thoroughly investigated. I'm with him on that. But I also feel the larger narrative narrative of the state has been when the DMK is opposing Hindi. It's a very provocative campaign. Hindi Teriyadapoda. Uh, or some of their ministers and MPs making statements where they're stereotyping North Indians as being Thani Puriwalas or Pan Paradwalas or just construction workers or brainless people. These are all quotes from what the DMK leaders have said. So there's been a provocative narrative politically in the state. Tamilians, uh, by and large, are not like that. They make people from anywhere in the world come there and flourish. I just feel when it comes to narrow political gains, the DMK itself has fueled a lot of venom against the North Indians. And you can, you can look at any of the videos. I mean, 
backtrack any of the videos. Even Mr. Stalin recently said that if you take our jobs, you want to keep watching you quietly, which is also inciting some kind of hatred towards the Hindi. Uh, Hindi no, but Absara, uh, what about I the Tamil Nadu uh, police booking the BJP state chief under sections of inciting violence and promoting enmity? I mean, the ADMK is close to the BJP. I don't know about the proximity to the BJP. I'm here as an ADMK spokesperson. I think BJP is uh, quite equipped enough to speak for themselves and their leader. I genuinely feel the larger macro picture is that the narrative in the state has to go from hating Hindi to kind of unifying India and every language that comes to uh, that comes to Chennai or Tamil Nadu. Um, Manuraj, would you like to respond to that? That you know, on the one, you know, on on the one hand, we see fairly unfortunate efforts at sort of pushing Hindi, uh, you know, into Tamil Nadu. And, but then the argument that perhaps there's a backlash to that and those who do speak Hindi are vulnerable in your state. It's a bit amusing to hear that from the ADMK spokesperson. But let, let me answer that uh, straight up. We have always, as both Dravidian parties, uh, for, for the sake of uh, the debate today, have opposed only imposition of Hindi. We have not opposed Hindi or Hindi speakers. It is the imposition. So I hope that's the party line that uh, Absaradi has also been asked to uh, tow today. But nevertheless, I think it's again malicious to say that the DMK or any of its leaders have made any provocative speeches. We are by and large home to the largest migrant population anywhere in the country. Hmm. In fact, this, this state provides more livelihood more employment to women than any other part of the country or, or all other parts of the country put together. The question today is still about the fake videos. Who are sort of peddling these fake videos? Who must take responsibility? Now, you asked a very good question to the DJP. And like I said, he was guarded. But let me answer. Every person who is peddling these fake news videos, knowing that this is a disinformation uh, piece, must be booked. And it is only the right thing to do because they are creating unnecessary panic. There's a, there's a sharp difference here. There's a nuance here. There is between free speech and hate speech or free speech and speech that provokes or pre speech that creates enmity between classes. And therefore, all of this comes under knowingly peddling fake news, misinformation across the people only to create panic, only to sort of gain political mileage out of that. And I'm sure Apsara will join me in condemning that. Let me, Manu, sure the ADNK Manuraj, half stands. a second. Let, let me get Apsara wanted to come in over there before I go across to the BJP. Apsara, quickly make your point. Yes. I'm completely with Manu on most of the things that he's said today. But I just want to ask him, has the CM, Mr. Stalin, said that if you take our jobs, nor will the government, nor will the people of Tamil Nadu sit quietly? Is that a provocative statement or not? It's absolutely another piece of fake news, fake video that is being propagated by the BJP. I, I hope you will go back and see what is being said. The chief minister, in fact, has done the most to reach out to people. Doesn't matter if you're from Bihar, Telangana, the Northeast, anywhere. You are welcome to live and work in Tamil Nadu as much as any other citizen of India or as much as any other person in Tamil Nadu itself. We are only, like I said, against this propelling of fake news and misinformation okay. by BJP and right-wing 
outlets. Okay, let me just go across to Kalyan Raman, uh, the in charge of the intellectual cell of the Tamil Nadu BJP. Firstly, Kalyan, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Could you like to? Would you like to respond to that? The question I was asking you, and then the line went, was that. Um, the Tamil Nadu BJP state chief has been booked under sections of inciting violence and promoting enmity. How would you respond to that? Let us look at the fact of the case. In 2021, propaganda uh, videos of DMK itself, they have talked about the migrant laborers mm -hmm. taking over the job opportunities mm -hmm. in Tamil Nadu. And uh, the, the current CM, Mr. Salin himself, had spoken uh, some of the videos I have sent it to your, your team as well today. So, having spread hatred not long ago, just about one and a half, two years back, now if they are talking about they being a good Samaritan, that does not go well in the... No, but the these videos are fake. The videos happening now on the are basis not, of which people from Bihar have left not, Tamil Nadu, according to the police, on this program, the Director General of Police says that they are fake. They are not fake. They were used exactly to create a small amount of vote share in favor of the DMK. Trying they to are not fake. To the... They are not fake. But then they why is real... it that the Director General of Police says that one of the videos which purported to showing a man having been murdered is an old case where a suicide is being made into murder, number one. And number two, the second video, which has been widely circulated, is an incident which took place either in Bihar or Jharkhand. It had nothing to do with Tamil Nadu. How is BJP responsible for some, somebody circulating some, uh, some uh, video in Bihar? But shouldn't we you be nothing. checking the videos that you circulate? We, we, ha we have two videos. One is that of Mr. Stalin himself saying that the migrant laborers are planted by BJP in Tamil Nadu for taking over Tamil Nadu. It is a matter of fact that DGP is appointed by the CM himself. But why doesn't the state BJP apologize for having dis uh, shared videos, right, if that is what has been done, and say that no, we made a mistake? He had only shared those videos which which the CM himself had spoken. What is wrong in it? Why would anybody apologize for circulating something which is a real truth? How is it there the real truth if the incident has been described by the police both in Bihar and over here as being fake? The state police is acting in knee-jerk reaction okay. based on instruction from their bosses. It is very unfortunate. Okay. Okay, I'll get, I'll get a response to that in a moment, but I want to go across to Dr. Naval Kishore. Sir, I think the most important uh, point over here is the well-being of people from anywhere in our country. And obviously, in this case, the well-being of people from Bihar who have made Tamil Nadu their home and they work over there. Do you believe enough has been done, enough has been done to reassure these people that these are fake rumors and that they're not being targeted in Tamil Nadu? I think yes, and that is the first and the only important thing that any citizen from any state have right to leave and earn and get employment anywhere in this country. That should not be disturbed at any point of time. But Vishnuji, look at the coincidence. The, the video which was circulated and the news that was circulated among uh, people to create panic one is a state president of uh, BJP president of Tamil Nadu. Another is a, state, a spokes, BJP spokesperson from UP. And the BJP for, uh, BJP for Bihar, 
is circulating the same kind of material. So we can also look into a different way that it is an organized attempt by BJP to create animosity between the states, particularly those states and those political parties who are standing against BJP. So it, it can also be looked from that point of view that it is an organized attempt to destroy the relations which is based on uh, the point that this country is in the hands of people, those who do not believe in constitution, those who are hell-bent to destroy opposition voice in any form, whether it is what matters, whoever speaks truth, and if he is not from BJP, he has he has to be punished and he has to be uh, looked uh, dealt with with a different kind of thing. Look at the use of all agencies; they are they are doing the same thing. So it is the party which is trying to create animosity between the state is another thing okay. which can be looked into this matter. So they have, they were responsible for social conflict in past, from religious sure. conflict in past. So all kind of, con- they are architect of all kind of conflict. Okay, one sec, based on creating one, one sec conflict, Dr. Naval Kishore, let, uh, yeah. let Kalyan Raman respond. Mr. Raman, go ahead. Yes, are coming here. See, there are two, two knee-jerk reactions happened. One by the state police of Tamil Nadu, second by the Bihar politicians having sent a team here and saying that everything is fine. Of course, everything is fine in Tamil Nadu. There is no hardly any issue with the North Indians. It's a matter of fact. We appreciate the matter of fact that Tamil Nadu people have ensured a peaceful atmosphere for the North Indians. There is absolutely no doubt about it. We really love somebody coming into Tamil Nadu for earning their bread. It is fantastic that lakhs of people are here. All that is fine. But why would RJD send somebody all the way from uh, Bihar in a knee-jerk reaction and then give a statement that things are all fine? There was hardly any time for them to uh, feel okay with it. Within hours of landing in Tamil Nadu, they have simply stated that all is fine. They should have gone through the whole thing. They have interviewed a lot of people before uttering an opinion. No, but aren't you... They were thinking the whole thing instead of blaming BJP. They should blame it for themselves. No, but if they are convinced that things are okay, then what's the problem with it? Even the RJD over here is saying that, no, things are okay. Now, first, let us agree to the fact that DMK had propagated against Northerners not only in 2000... It is also happening since 55, 60 years. Let us let us see the historical chronological order. The historical fact is that DMK had Mr. always Mr. No, Kalyan, Kalyan. just just everybody half a second. Kalyanji, just one point I'm trying to understand over here. This is a topic on a fake video, many fake videos, right. which are being yes. circulated on the basis of people which common citizens of our country who happen to be from Bihar are feeling frightened and are leaving the places where they work and they're going to where they believe they will be safe. It, or is this about the DMK's politics versus the BJP's politics on a national identity or a Hindi identity versus a regional identity? What is the issue over here? What are we talking about? The issue is that they are trying to prepare for 2024 election. Let us get to the fact of the case. They are trying to prepare for 2024 election by sowing the seeds against northerners, by circulating certain videos on their own and then putting case against BJP people using some of the agencies, and then putting case against BJP chief as well as BJP people across the country. Okay, let me get a response Let me get a response to that. 
Manuraj Sundaram, very direct allegation over there. The DMK I'm, has done it. Respond. I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Um, first, he says that the chief minister and other DMK leaders have been speaking in 2021. And then he links it to uh, something that happened apparently in 2023. Now, I, I hope the BJP will stop acting like a fringe group. Of course, they, they, you know, they only have 3% vote in Tamil Nadu, but they are a national party. And they must do the noble, proper thing and distance themselves from such disinformation, you know, especially when they, you know, when they have a chance to tell the people what they've done for the country, they must stop trying to benefit from social tension or communal chaos, which is one of their oldest tricks. And like I said, let me go back to my original two points, which is they are threatened by the economic success of the Tamil Nadu model. And of course, they are extremely nervous that there is a coalition building against the BJP. Of course, Absolutely. we are preparing for 2024. That I concede with great uh, uh, humility. I concede that we are preparing for 2024. And hopefully we are preparing for a regime change along with my friend from the RJD. You have some seeds of dissension. You have sown the seeds of hatred in 2021 election. Now you are talking about the same thing as though you have done a great thing. It is because of Tamil Nadu people and their uh, standard mindset. Things are peaceful, not because of the government. Of course, government is but, doing because you, you, you want to blame it. BJP, Political mileage out of it. All right, one sec. Dr. Naval Kishore, you have a point to make. Uh, please. Yeah. I, my, my question is very basic. Has enough been done to reassure people that you go home for holy, but please come back? Yes, yes, very much. And yeah, I want to respond to Mr. Kalyanji. He is saying that why Bihar government has sent a, a, group, a, a team of uh, police. You ask him that why did BJP people in Bihar inside the assembly created such kind of chaos? And they met Nitish Kumar and in response to them, we decided to send a team to uh, to uh, to uh, Tamil Nadu in order to give a proper proper answer to these kind of questions which is being done by them. So so he must he must I think he knows that the architect of social and religious conflict are BJP and BJP is also hell bent on creating tensions between those two parties. Okay, look, who are I think let's let's, let's let's end this debate. Let's end this debate now. I, I, I hope we don't have to revisit it, but perhaps it'll end up being that. Uh, but I think it's the security of people on the ground, which is most important. And let's again never stop to reflect on the dangers of fake videos, which do more damage in our country than perhaps uh, most other places. We'll take a short break at this stage. Up after that, a very special program you don't want to miss. It's a source of great pride for us incredibly successful young women in the Indian Army. One joined me from the Siachen Glacier, one from Goma in Africa, in the Congo, one from Eastern Ladakh, one from Kashmir, an aviator, and one a doctor with the para-special forces. Those are among the most well-trained soldiers, not just in India, anywhere in the world. Listen in to what they say ahead of Women's Day. Welcome to a very special program. As we approach Women's Day, an occasion to champion the cause of women in India, it's time to honor some of the bravest, the gutsiest and most capable women officers of the Indian Army. 
For years, it's been a struggle for women to rise in the armed forces. Despite what they sought, they were restricted to short service commission. But after landmark judgments in the Supreme Court, the road has been paved for women to rise to the highest ranks in the Army, the Air Force and the Navy. Substantive roles that require skill, leadership and courage. On this very special program, I'll be joined by five Indian Army officers from across the world. Captain Diksha is a Special Forces medic. She is uh, joining us from Uttarakhand. Major Bhavna Sial is a signals officer in eastern Ladakh. Captain Shiva Chauhan is an engineer, the first Indian woman officer deployed at a forward post in Siachen. She joins us from the Siachen Glacier. Major Abila Shabarak is a combat aviator flying the Dhruv advanced light helicopter in Kashmir. And Major Ruchi is a commander of the female engagement team in Congo. Uh, that's where India has been fighting for peace in the Democratic Republic of Congo, one of the most um, war-struck areas anywhere in the world. Well, joining us now, Major Abila Shabarak. She's a pilot who flies the advanced light helicopter Dhruv. She's a combat aviator based in Kashmir. Thanks very much, uh, Major, for being with us. Uh, did you always dream about being a pilot? Uh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, there was no doubt. I always thought, why walk when you can run and why run when you can fly? From a very young age, I always was, you know, intrigued about aviation and Indian Air Force and Army aviation. So it came naturally that I wanted to don the uniform and, of course, I wanted to be a part of Army aviation in specific. It did come as a bit of a surprise, though, when you actually got that opportunity. Initially, you were with uh, air traffic control, but you still harbored that dream, and then you got that opportunity, right? It did not come as a surprise, because when I was training in Officers Training Academy in 2018, you know, uh, Indian Air Force allowed three women fighter pilots to get their wings. So I knew somewhere down that it will eventually happen for Navy and Indian Army as well. So after completing my training, I'm being posted uh, to NASIC, Combat Army Aviation Training School. I used to see the helicopters, UAVs across the runway every day. So anytime, wherever there was a conference uh, with our track commander or any other, you know, video conference or when our opinion was taken, I was always saying that women should uh, be allowed as an aviator. Soon it fell onto the right ears and I'm thankful to DG Army Aviation that Soon, in 2020, they started allowing women officers to join as an aviator. So I filled the application in 2020 and thereafter completed the training in the next year. Major Bhavna Sial, she's a signals officer of the Army. She joins us from eastern Ladakh. Uh, thanks very much, Major, for being with us. Um, Major, it gets incredibly cold over there, particularly in winter. How difficult is it? as a signals officer to be operating your equipment at those temperatures? So, sir, I'm currently posted in East Ladakh, where the uh, temperature is quite severe. The terrain is quite harsh. However, with proper acclimatization, uh, proper uh, physical fitness of the troops, and, uh, you know, ensuring force, we foresee the administrative requirements, and we make arrangements for that during fair weather conditions, uh, we are able to tackle uh, nearly all the challenges which we face here. And Major uh, Signals is, is, of course, a lifeline for the Indian Army. Communication is so important, particularly in the context of modern warfare. What exactly is your role as a signals officer? As a signal officer, my role is to provide uh, strategic 
operationally strategic communication to the forward forwardmost troop in the vicinity of LAC. And that's so, so important because it, it ensures, it enables, uh, you know, operations of so many soldiers across the LAC, right? Yes, because Corps of Signals is also known as the backbone of Indian Army. And Major, you were telling me that uh, you, you're what, third generation Indian Army, so you always knew that you had to be in uniform, right? Uh, yes, sir. So my father is a, he's a retired RT officer. Uh, my both my grandparents were uh, also in the army so ever since i was a kid i used to look at my father's olive green uniform and the brass on his shoulder uh, and i knew exactly at that time that i have to join the armed forces and personally i could not uh, think of any better career that uh, lets you serve the nation with so much of pride and honor another very special guest uh, captain shiva chohan is uh, an engineer she is deployed at the Kumar post at an altitude of more than 15,000 feet in the Siachen Glacier. Uh, she joins us now from Siachen. Uh, firstly, it's amazing to see that, you know, we've actually got a link up between you way up where you are and me here in my studio. Just a few years back, that wouldn't have been possible. But, you know, it just shows that the technology has improved a great deal. For the benefit of our viewers, Captain, uh, how, what are the conditions right, that you sometimes face where you are deployed? So the challenges which we faced here was mostly the cold climatic conditions, sir. The zero temperatures, the mast, moraines, the mountain heights, sir, the isolation at glaciers, sir. And to be mentally tough here, sir. And what are the temperatures like in winter, again, for the benefit of our viewers? So, uh, the minimum which I have known, sir, it is minus 5. It goes to minus 60 also, sir. And uh, the, the physical strength and stamina and determination that is required to train here or work over here is something else. Could you tell us about your preparation to be able to be deployed where you are? So we all have been given adequate training in our pre-commissioning academies and pre-course training, sir, by various training institutions. Sir, we have been trained adequately in our pre-commissioning academies and pre-course training by various training institutions where the employers to effectively get deployed in all these sorts of operational roles and uh, difficult terrain, sir. So moreover, after the commissioning, sir, it was the support of my Foreign Fury Corps, my Siachin Brigade, and the faith and the support of my Surasu Engineer Regiment. Captain Diksha, who joins us, she's a Special Forces Officer, she's a Medical Officer, and she works with some of the most skilled soldiers, not just in India, but anywhere in the world. Um, Captain, you are a Medical Officer, you are part of combat teams if required, what is this essential role that you perform? I am a medical officer, a combat medic. So along with the duties of a medical officer, I am also assigned the administrative duties and training uh, activities by my commanding officer. So coming to the medical part, I will be taking care of our men, our whole team. 
and I will be going on the medical cover to the uh, exercises. I will take care of the health and hygiene of our unit. And recently, I also took part in a combat freefall. In situations, in operational situations, sometimes when you are unable to evacuate a casualty from the operational site, you will need to send a uh, doctor to that area. So I was uh, I was instrumental in uh, that. Uh, Major Ruchi, she's a commander of the female engagement team in the Democratic Republic of Congo. For several years, India has had a very active presence in the Congo. She's wearing a blue beret because she's. Uh, maintaining the peace over there under the United Nations. Thanks very much, Major, for, uh, for joining us. Uh, you are the commander of the female engagement team in Congo. What is your role there? Uh, thank you, uh, Inika. Firstly, I would like to thank you for giving me this opportunity uh, to express myself. Uh, here, I am posted as the officer commanding of the female engagement team, which is a very uh, significant role. Uh, I am employed here along with an infantry battalion. And my functioning is in a more, more, I would say, a supportive role with them. And uh, if you ask in particular my role, my role is uh, definitely engaging with the local population. In particular, when we talk about the women and children, I'm supposed to engage with them. I'm supposed to gather information from them. I'm supposed to instill uh, the faith, uh, gain their confidence in the peacekeeping mission. And uh, uh, MONUSCO in particular, when we talk about, I'm supposed to know about their problems. I'm supposed to know about the challenges that they are facing, any threat uh, which is uh, uh, any threat that they are having, they are facing, and uh, like in my capability, like whatever I can do to assist them, I try doing that. And major, there's a family history of yours in the army, right? Yes, my father is a retired colonel. He was an infantryian, and my brother is in corps of signal. So you've got the army quite covered: uh, uh, infantry, aviation and uh, signals as well. So that's, that's quite interesting. So, so that uh, really sort of, uh, the, the armed forces really run uh, in your family's blood. But tell us a little bit about the Dhruv helicopter. Uh, the Dhruv has been updated and upgraded over a period of time. It has a fantastic cockpit and it performs a huge role in Kashmir where you're deployed. It is one state of art, you know, indigenous equipment. And in the area of counterinsurgency and counterterrorism operations, uh, where you know we have, we get a call of duty, a call for casualty evacuation or med- medical evacuation. You have to insert para-SF troops at any given moment of the day because there might be an avalanche. People may be stuck somewhere. You have to provide humanitarian assistance to civil population. And through being a utility helicopter, does its job exceptionally. Could you tell us a little bit uh, about what your unit means to you? My unit is my family. Uh, you know, uh, if I'm away, in fact, when I'm at home, uh, there are sometimes that I feel, uh, they say homesick, I feel unit sick because I miss my family a lot. I miss my uh, troops and uh, it's, it's, it's like a family when we are in a unit. Uh, and Major... Um... Could you tell us a little bit more about the extreme weather conditions that you operate in? Because we've got people from across the country watching. And sometimes they just, they just don't understand how difficult it is to be operating in the places that you are. Uh, so there are three stages here. Uh, I am presently at 11,500 feet. Then comes the second stage, which is at 14,500 feet. And then uh, the third stage is above 14,500 feet. So... Uh, 
we are taught everything from terrain to weather during our training time how to operate in these severe conditions we are taught that during our training time and uh, we have sops that is uh, standard operating procedures given to us they are like basic guidelines so we just have to follow that and uh, we really don't uh, face those challenges uh, which other people generally may be thinking because of the harsh weather conditions they may be thinking that it is
hill flying is completely different from plane flying in planes so it is wonderful experience each and every day could you tell us the challenges of hill flying you know the power margin is very less as you gain the altitude i may get into technical terms so combustion requires fuel air mixture right so the air gets rarer and the engine capability reduces so the load which you can carry and the way you have to make an approach you have to come very shallow and if you come shallow and there are hills or all around so these are the difficulties in flying one of the best parts uh, of the design of the uh, of the dhruv is that it is designed from the onset to be able to fly at very high altitudes so that works in indian conditions quite well absolutely in it is operating in lay it is operating in the glacier it can go up to 6.5 kilometers of altitude it is a wonderful machine you you your missions are often life and death for people on the ground whether it's casualty evacuation or inserting troops uh, or any number of humanitarian assistance that speed accuracy precision uh, courage uh, operating sometimes under def- difficult weather conditions is the difference between life and death uh, do you ha- actually have time to think about this see we have to be bat- battle ready 24/7 there is no time whenever you get a call you have to be airborne within Five minutes. So you have to be prepared already. There is no time for preparation, which will be given to you. You need to remember the whole valley, each and every sectors. You know, every river, but at the back of your mind. So you have to prepare beforehand. There is no time in the cockpit for thinking and doing. You have to be ahead of the aircraft. You have to be ahead of the mission. how challenging does it sometimes get to become an engineer to work as an engineer in the siachen glacier given the extreme conditions so being the engineer officer or the engineer troop sir we have to move from places to places for all the engineering tasks which are required in this location sir and the facing those high speed winds and severe climatic conditions sir so regarding its preparation sir we are we make sure that after coming back for accommodation to our tent to take to do proper hand and parade to keep our hands in it's healthy sir and drink lots and lots of water so that we might not be de- dehydrated what is the what is your message captain for young women who are thinking about joining the indian army that the women are have are getting adequate opportunity nowadays equal to the male counterparts i would say they are also deployed in all the terrains where male counterparts are but to for the women as for the women who are aspiring to join the army sir they should make up with their mind and understand that what are the needs to be in the army sir because the requirements of army is something different sir they have to be both physically and mentally robust which is not in case as the jobs in civil sir it is the way of life which they have to accept it and they will get totally different environment where they have to move from one place to another because that is what the job demands sir that is what our nature of job is so they what? have to be mentally tough to would, be prepared for such situations one final question would you have done anything else apart from being in the army or was it army 100% for no, you sir. that it was army 100% for me sir all right captain 
Uh, how is everything based on operating as a team, uh, as, as, as a family, where, you know, I mean, everyone's life is in the hands of your buddy or members of your team? Yes. Indian Army is all about teamwork. Here we can't be selfish. We have to be selfless. We have to take care of the other person and the other person has to take care of me. And if uh, one person is injured, then my team will somehow be injured. Uh, it, it, it is all uh, interlinked. And we have to work in body pair. We have to be disciplined and we have to be uh, as a, work as a team. All right. And Captain, uh, your family must be incredibly this proud of you. This unit is more than my family. Okay. This unit has become more than my family. Well, that's, that's absolutely incredible. The unit has become more than your family. Well, with the new rules now, there are many more opportunities for women in the army to rise up yes. the ranks, uh, new opportunities, new leadership roles. What does that feel like for you? It's again, uh, it shows that uh, army is also becoming progressive, uh, just like other organizations. And uh, definitely as a women officer, you, uh, it, uh, uh, though it is a very big thing to uh, say that, yes, uh, we have been given these opportunities and all the male bastions, they have been uh, they have been broken to give us some way and uh, to prove our mettle. But then with this uh, comes our own set of challenges that we need to meet. And uh, definitely we are adequately trained and we need to be furthermore uh, physically and mentally robust to uh, meet the standards that the organization has set. And uh, we should not be expecting the organization to compromise for us. Just the physical standards are concerned. Yes, definitely I agree to it. We have a biological difference. And uh, there are already set standards in place uh, which have been there at the time of our training days. And we will be fulfilling those standards. No way those standards can be uh, mellowed down. And uh, I'm sure that the, the new opportunities that we are gaining, uh, the younger ones, the younger generation, likewise, uh, the girls, the pioneer batches which have joined NDA. So I'm uh, sure it is a very gold, it is a golden opportunity for them to pursue their career in armed forces. And there are many more passionate girls who are awaiting this as a, uh, to join this force as a, uh, you, you, you can say, to choose, their, to choose it as their career. So uh, it is a good opportunity for them. And uh, unlike uh, earlier when it was just a short service commission, now with uh, many more opportunities like the permanent commission, a commanding role, and definitely uh, an entry into various other uh, arms and services. So uh, definitely uh, the role has expanded and I'm sure it will be expanding further. We'll just, we just need to have some patience. And uh, uh, it's a good uh, profession and anybody uh, joining it, has to be really uh, mentally and physically robust to join. Uh, it is not uh, that easy as we think that, okay, uh, uh, yes, definitely the charm of the uniform is there, but then it has its uh, own challenges and uh, we should be tough enough to face everything. What is your message to young girls out there uh, who think about wanting a career in the Army, Air Force, Navy? Uh, what is your message to them? I don't have a message. I have a question for them. Do you have it in you? Because armed forces is not only about opportunities, it is also about challenges. So do you, if you think you have it in you, then you take that plunge. And uh, if I can do it, so then so so can they. All right. Well, Major, thank you so much for speaking to us. Uh, and uh, 
It's great to have young uh, officers like you in the Indian Army. And it's important that we think about the role that all of you play ahead of Women's Day. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you, sir.